1: Hi, folks, it's Voss here from the thechrisvossshow.com. The Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you guys being here. Thanks for joining the show, as always. Without you guys, we couldn't do it at all. Uh, and uh, please refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Go to goodreads.com, for Chris for LinkedIn.com, Chess Chris Voss, YouTube.com, for Chris Foss, the big LinkedIn newsletter, the LinkedIn uh, 130,000 group over there, and uh, all that crazy place around on the Internet. Uh, today we have amazing gentlemen on the show, and as always, we're bringing you the smartest minds, the CEOs, the billionaires, the uh, Pulitzer Prize winners, the people who uh, bring you their stories of life and their learnings of life, their learnings of life, something like that, and uh, share it with you so that you can improve the quality of yours in Basque and what we like to call the Chris Foss show glow. Uh, today we have uh, Steve Westfield or Westfeld on the show with us today. He is an AI guru. We're going to be we talking about his stories, and uh, I think you're going to be amazed because he's got some interesting stories. Steve Westfeld is on the show with us today. Uh, he lost 75000 in a sports handicapping scam. Fortunately for Steve, he was an expert AI developer who now had a chip on his shoulder. He would spend the next year while working a day job creating an AI sports prediction algorithm to get his money back and it worked. Uh, Steve it sounds like this should be a movie. Steve was able to recover most of his losses from the scam before being blacklisted by three sports books for winning too much. I hate when Vegas does that too. At that point, Steve decided to start selling data from his algorithm to subscribers, and boom, Leans AI was created. Leans AI has grown into the leading AI sports handicapping firm and consistently beats the sports books in the major for American sports. It's learned hundreds of active subscribers, uh, It now has hundreds of active subscribers, and has achieved incredibly fast growth from a transparent approach to the algorithm's performance and the success of the AI algorithm. Steve is now one of the world's leading us authorities in AI sports analytics and sports betting trends and strategies and loves writing in third person. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Steve. How are you?
0: Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on.
1: There you go. I like that end bit there. He writes in third person. <laughs> I talk in third person myself sometimes, but I have six personalities. So it's yeah. actually just one of them. So welcome to the show. Give us your dot coms again. So people can find you on the webs.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the website that, that our platform is, is called leans.ai, L E A N S dot A I. And, um, that's, that's kind of the central place for everything that I've got going on right now.
1: There you go, so this is an incredible story. I mean, I guess it's just a matter of time until AI is being utilized in, in so many different ways that it can be sports betting, so there you go tell us uh, tell us uh, well, give us a thirty thousand overview of what's what happens at leans.ai
0: yeah so so we've created an algorithm that analyzes uh, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of data points on every game. Uh, that's going on in american sports so uh basketball we do nba and college basketball football we do nfl and college football and then hockey baseball um there's one other sport i'm forgetting because there's six of them uh Uh, uh, i mean you name most of
1: the ones that matter really
0: basketball yeah all the (laughs) all the big sports um it, we analyze data on every single game that goes on every day. And the algorithm is what it's doing is it's trying to create a win probability for each team and then a cover probability against a line. So against a spread or against an over line, And then, uh, so it's, it's analyzing all these games and it's what it's looking for is places where the true game analytics don't match where Vegas has the line set. And when when the analytics are pulled one way or another so maybe there's a 54% lean one side of a spread, we call that a lean and then we sell that data to our, our subscribers and so we've um, it, we've tried to create a really transparent approach where we just we provide all the data that, that the algorithm, all the win losses that the algorithm has done so people can see exactly how it's doing and, and what it's good at and what it's bad at. And then we've also um, we also do a thirty day free trial, so so people could sign up and try it out totally free for thirty days, see how it does, get a feel for it, and then decide if they want to continue after that point.
1: There you go, a using AI to beat the man or beat the bookie, I guess technically. Uh, so tell us about this journey and what got you down this road. Were you were you always into sports betting? How did how did you end up, you know, losing the money and what, what led you up to that? <laughs>
0: I'll 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 jump back even even before this. I um I realized I was a gullible person when I walked into the mall this is probably 15 years ago and I was trying to buy a pair of socks and I walked out with a water bottle and a year supply of hand salt from the Dead Sea and I I was I think We've all done about, that though. I was thinking back on it I was like Man, I I can be so gullible sometimes, but this this stinking slick salesman in one of those oh. little mall kiosks, he's you know, he starts out he's like, "Hey, nice shoes. Do you tell me do you moisturize your hands?" And then you know, goes through the whole gamut of wash your hands in this bowl and you see the black water come off. And the next thing you know, you're spending $150 on hand salt to the Dead Sea. (laughs) So that's my propensity. And I fell into exactly the same thing with sports handicapping. Hmm. So when sports uh, betting was legalized in my state, I I think it was 2020 or 2021, uh, I was brand new to it, really didn't know much about it and was just checking it out. And I I discovered the the sports handicapping market kind of by accident where I, I I was just looking for for picks or for data on how the experts thought games were going to trend, mm-hmm. and I found this firm that um, it, it was it was it sounded too good to be true, but I didn't know that at the time because I was brand new into into sports handicapping and sports betting, so I subscribed there. For their initial service, it was a a couple thousand bucks to kind of get their entry level picks. And it did really, really well for like two weeks or three weeks. And I was like, and I was winning a lot of money and I was like, holy smokes, there's something to this. You could just pay these guys to get their data and then you could basically make a living at this. Uh So they, you know, of course they knew they were on a hot run. And so they brought in their sales guy, and he he pulled out all the stops on selling me on. Oh, there's this exclusive club, and it you know there's only a dozen people oh, that we yeah. even give access to, and it's it's insider information and all you know all of whatever whatever words they wanted to use.
1: Sounds like the movie lines from the movie The Grifter. The <laughs> Grifters,
0: I think it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I I didn't know any better, and I was already up, and I was already winning. So I um, decided, you know, it, it was, I, I had money set aside and I was like, you know what, if if this continues and if what they're claiming is true, uh, I'm going to be in great shape here. So I, I went ahead and paid, I think it was uh, all said and done, it was it was close to $75,000. It was ho- hovering right around there for now, was their- Was just
1: to get in the club or was that to that was the
0: betting too? That was just to get in the club. So that was just for access to their data. But I, I'm an engineer, I'm a scientist. And so, you know, I, you don't just drop that kind of money. So I, I ran all kinds of math and all kinds of calculations based on what I had seen from kind of their, their three week run and what they were claiming. And I was like, I'm going to make this back in like a year and a half. And then everything is going to be profit after that. And so I drop all this money and, 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 you know, they're claiming to win close to 70% against the spread, which which in hindsight is totally insane. Like it's, there's way too many variables for that to even be close to true, Mm -hmm. but that was their claim. And so, um, you know, the winds uh, stopped coming and it it started Mm -hmm. doing bad and it started hovering in in the mid 50% and then closer to 52%. And then, uh, a couple years in it ended up basically being kind of a, a 50-50 type of deal which is just it's ridiculous to think that I had spent all that money yeah and so I um, had to figure out a way to, to get my investment back and so i I was like I can do this stinking better than these guys like i'm I'm smarter at analyzing data and combining data into algorithms and so i I built this algorithm that we've since um, labeled as or we've named Remy. And uh, we we started Remy back in in the fall of 2021. We were coding on it a long time before that, mm-hmm. and um, added on more sports, and then started adding in more data. And um, long story short, we found out that Remy pretty dang good at, uh, at at predicting the outcomes of games. Yeah. And so along that journey, I uh, started winning enough to where I, I had um, sports books start start. I don't want to say blacklist, but they, they started capping how much I could wager. So it, it, you know, I could wager 4,000 or 5,000 and then I could wager a thousand and then I could wager 500 and then I could wager a hundred and then I could wager 10. And obviously if I'm, if I'm playing $10 or $1, it's not even worth my time to do, to do anything with it. And so that happened with, with, um, three different sports books and I realized I was like at some point, you you run out of sports books because they realize you're pretty stinking good at this, and so I decided to start selling this data on on our website, and so we we created Lane's Lane's AI, and here we are. There you go.
1: Now the the company that originally sunk you for seventy five grand, did you ever get back at them with winning on their book or
0: no? No, I was out that money um, and it's just it's one it's one of the things i actually i still deal with in in the industry where i'm at now is mm-hmm. most of the sports handicapping industry is full of crooks and full oh. of cheats who will say whatever they want to say they'll claim whatever statistics they want to do they 'll take screenshots of whatever winning winning bets that they had. Yeah. And they only present the glamorous parts of the picture, yeah. which is in that, you know, and it's an alluring thing to be a part of. And so mm-hmm. I decided with our company, I was like, we're not going to do that. We're going to publish every single past pick that we have, win, loss, or otherwise, mm-hmm. so people can go back and they can see how it's doing. And and a lot of times we'll see people come on and they're just they'll email us and they're like, it's refreshing to see someone who's actually honest with this because the whole rest of the ind- industry is just a bunch of crooks that are trying to trying to take people's money and, and making realistic claims about how good they are
1: yeah it's uh it, it's interesting how the, the gambling business would be so seedy <laughs> like, yeah funny funny how that works there's not a history <laughs> of that going back to you know, mob bookies. Mob um the uh, and so now you're transparent. You open up to everybody, and now you're kind of playing the game back on them. So I, I love this idea. You know, AI. You know, everyone's always like, "Hey, what do we do with AI?" There's so many different things, you know. But I love this idea of how it can be played uh, against the against the man or against the bookies or, you know. Um, it, is there any chance that uh, are you able to use this in, in any of the sports books for you AI are
0: sort of thing? You are. Yep. Yeah, because we're we're not doing anything that's against their terms of service and we're not doing anything that's live betting and it's not there's no like live algorithm betting or anything like that. It's Mm -hmm. it's all done earlier in the day long before the games start. And what what happens and that the advantage that we've created is that a lot of times people think that Vegas is trying to uh, pick pick a line that they think is going to be the outcome of the game. So, you know, pick the Denver Nuggets to win by five points. Mm-hmm. what what they're actually trying to do is split money. So if they can get equal money on both sides of that line, mm-hmm. then they take their juice or their 9% on spread bets and they walk away with 9% regardless of the outcome of the game. Yeah. And so what happens is people start betting and they're emotional, emotional bettors and, and they start pulling lines one way or another. And all of a sudden you get an instance where the the line that Vegas is trying to keep to split money is different than where the true game analytics should be. And in that that gap or that lean to one side of the line is where we've created our entire advantage.
1: That's crazy. So did you did you grow up and study to be an engineer, to be a data engineer? Or so, so
0: soft, software engineer, yeah. Software engineer, yeah.
1: So this is right up your alley. And yep. you're just like, uh, I understand how this stuff works and I can build a better model. And uh, I <laughs>
0: love how- I was gonna, I was gonna say that the other thing that that is a huge um, I, I guess thing that we've uncovered is is AI takes the emotion out of yeah. betting and and by by transitive takes the bias out of it. Mm-hmm. So if I'm watching a game and I'm or or I'm looking at two teams and I'm trying to maybe place a bet on one side or the other, I'm using like my own um, history and my own experiences and my whole own. Uh, kind of track record to place that bet. And it's all biased one way or another. And I, like, I don't, as a human, I don't have all the information. Yeah. I don't have um, accurate memories sometimes of when this bet was a good idea and when this bet was a bad idea. And the whole thing is biased. And so the AI is able to strip the human emotion out of it entirely and just look at pure data, pure analytics, pure analytics, and like it's it's not omniscient; it doesn't know everything, but based on the data, it does know. Mm-hmm. We've we've seen that over time, it tends to be more accurate than an emotional human. Better. There you
1: go. Uh, yeah, because when you judge, not using logic and reason, you judge on emotion. I mean, you know, you're you're fallible, um, yep. and then AI can scrape so much data on a massive scale and comparative analysis, I guess.
0: Yep. You just
1: probably can't even compete with human brain at this point.
0: Yeah. It's uh, the, the, one of the challenges we have is we're, we're using data to try to predict human behavior Mm -hmm. and it's such a catch 22 because, um, you know, humans, can kind of do whatever they want but at the same time they tend to be very repeatable mm-hmm. and so if you you know the, the saying history tends to pre- repeat itself if you put humans in the same environment like on a court or on a football field and then you put them under the same rules mm-hmm. w- and then you have officials there that are their entire job is to enforce those rules and ensure that those rules are are followed and then you put a clock on it mm-hmm. or, or in baseball outs you've constrained this whole experiment to a very very repeatable type thing and so it it's amazing how often um wow. trends tend to just repeat themselves again and again and again w- within this kind of confined thing called it called a sport
1: wow isn't that amazing and and ai can probably see it and gather it and analyze it and compile it far better than you know we can because you know they can it can take up so it can just suck in so much data and then un- unemotionally. So Yep.
0: And it, it is so good at identifying non-intuitive trends. Right. And that that's another big advantage. And it's, it'll pop something out. Sometimes that just doesn't make sense at all. And w- when we give the data to subscribers, we tell them we're like, we're not telling you how to bet. We're not telling you what to do. Like mm-hmm. you are getting this data and you can do whatever you want with it in your own strategies. But here, here's what it is. But sometimes it'll pop up stuff that just does not make sense at all, and you're like, "That has to be wrong," and we've actually had to put, um, you know, safeguards in place in our company to make sure that people aren't like vetoing the algorithm mm-hmm. because sometimes it it is shocking how it it will think something's going to trend one way, and everyone else is like, "No, there's no way that's going to happen," and then it it ends up tre- trending that way. Wow, it's wild.
1: I wonder if we could call games like like. Last night, my Raiders versus the Chargers <laughs> had this fucking crazy blowout game that I'm just like, you guys decide to start playing now? Game 15 or whatever? Like, so fucking, it's so hard to be a Raiders fan, man, for the last 20 years. Um, yeah. But, I mean, can it predict stuff like that? It just yeah. seems like an anomaly? Wow. Yep.
0: Well, well, no. So I'm sorry. So last night, Remy had a 54% chance of that game going under. So under, uh, I think the line was 34 and a half. So it was a really low line, but you look at it and the previous week, you know, Oakland got completely yeah. shut out at home Yeah, they got killed. and the chargers put up whatever, seven or 10 points against the Broncos, whatever it was. Yeah. So a- anyway, it, yeah, it's not right. And, and one of the things that is probably the hardest for us to communicate is it's like, if our algorithm is wrong, 45% of the time, you're doing fantastic as a, as Whoa. a sports better, Whoa. which is crazy, but it's it's all against the spread. And so uh-huh. you know it's it's I think in order to cover the juice that Vegas takes off of of spreads and over under bets, I think it's like it's like fifty two point four percent you have to win. Mm-hmm. And so if you go from fifty two point four up to fifty five percent, that's three percent where you have a margin and then you you know you think about, the tilt vegas has on a roulette wheel where it you know that that empire of vegas was built on one percent here and one percent there and four percent yeah. here and you know and it's a slow advantage and so as soon as you have a system that can kind of take that advantage back from the house it it it's fun i'll bet
1: yeah <laughs> and uh you know i've lived in vegas for 20 years 20 plus years um i've known uh, my share of gamblers um you know and they they always they they always claim to have a system. They're always like, yeah, I, I got a yep, system. Yep, yep. And I'm always like, yeah, what is it? And they'll tell me, and I'm just like, that's not like <laughs> it's a sort of shit. And, you know, I, I mean, these are guys who are carrying around, like, a two-inch thick receipts of all their losses so yep. they can write them off every yep, year. Yep. And, you know, they always tell you when they win, hey, Chris, I won $4,000 yep. on the Royal over at the bar. And you're like... Oh yeah, so that's great. You're gonna pay me back the money, homie, now, Um, (laughs) and and everyone else you borrowed from for the last three months. Um, Yeah, and uh, but what's funny is they never tell you about the losses. No, they're always emotional. They never count the losses. Yep, and you're like, but didn't you lose twenty grand last week on that? No, no, yeah, yeah. I'm up four. No, you're not up four. From the math you (laughs) told me, you're down (laughs) fifty. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. like. (laughs) So what? You want four grand on the thing, man. You're still, uh, still
0: fucking down. It's not even. Yeah, right. yeah. Like
1: we would go to we would go to like uh you know you can go to the bars there and they have the table gamblers where you're sitting at the bar and you know they serve you free drinks and stuff and but you you have to pay for like lunch and so we we we'd pay for lunch and it was fairly expensive and you know they give you free drinks and, and so my friends would be like this is the best deal ever <clears throat> you know you get you get food and if you if you gamble right. You you get the free you get a free lunch and I'm like I don't know about all this and so uh, I I tried it a couple times I I'm like I'll put twenty bucks in the can and see how it works out and sometimes I walk away like that uh, that twenty dollar lunch and it cost me like fifty bucks yep. and I'm like <clears throat> and they're like but you don't understand and I'm like no I I think I do I understand <laughs> math <pretty well>. yeah. <laughs> I run a, run a business I've done P and L accounting I, I yep. understand profit and loss but yep. you on the other hand are degenerate so there you go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is. Uh, I've seen that all through vague. It, everybody's got a system, but you're right. a yeah. lot of emotional, a lot of emotional low data betting.
0: Well, one of the things I've seen is if you talk about parlays, um, which which for I, I assume most people know what a parlay is, but it's it's kind of stringing a series of picks together we mm-hmm. three four five six seven eight picks together and so they all have to win and then you win you have a huge payout so those are super attractive to sports betters because it's i can you know i can bet five dollars on this parlay and I can win two thousand dollars or something Oh wow and so d- depending on how many teams are in there yeah,
1: I'm in the wrong what team.
0: happens and and the line that i've heard more often than not is, I was I was one game away. Like if this team had just covered or if that team had just covered. And in even in that statement, you know, say you have a, an 8 team parlay, you're you're, you know, and you win 7 out of 8, which is still crazy good. Mm-hmm. You're not even considering the three teams that shouldn't have won but did on a fluky thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're just focused on the one team that didn't win and kept you from your $2,000. And that's exactly where Vegas wants you to live on a parlay. It's, they want you to yeah. be w- one loss away, and it's just this psychological of oh, the next time I'll, I'll get this other thing or that other thing, and it's it's a fantastic way to light money on fire. There you go.
1: I mean, what's an old lines from casino? You know, the longer we can get you to play, yep, the more you, the more you'll eventually lose. You can you can yep. get on a hot streak. I've seen, I've done it, and uh, you get on a hot streak, and you're like, hey, I'm. I'm rocking well. But uh you know, I, I, I've had so many friends that were gamblers that walk into a casino and their eyes glaze over and they they they, they, they come in a trance. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey man, yep. are you still here? And they're like, Yeah hey. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and i'm like looking around the thing and i'm like hey man look at the opulence of this casino you know at the bellagio or any any mm-hmm. one of the beautiful casinos I'm like look at the opulence of what went in here do you know who paid for this <laughs> losers yep yep people who lost so uh yeah i am thinking just looking around i'm thinking the odds are against you around here <laughs> <laughs> no joke <laughs> But no they joke. They really love what they do, but yeah. You know. So I I, I love the AI, you know, is serving, you know, cuz there's all this stuff like what are do we doing with AI? People are mm-hmm. writing books and doing all sorts of stupid shit with it. Yeah. God knows what. Stupidity. Um, <laughs> yeah. And but <laughs> here, here it's being turned against the bookers, against the man, against the Vegas. You know, I the problem with Vegas, I think that always bugs me is if you win too much, they'll kick you out and ban you.
0: So I, yeah, I I almost gets sick to my stomach when i think about that because they are absolutely willing to take every freaking cent you have yeah. to, to line their own profits but as soon as you start doing good against them they will they will cut you off like it's nothing
1: oh yeah I've seen, I've ha- I've been on blackjack tables with guys who are really good, and the pit boss will come up and try and get them off their, their run and try and get them off the table, and they'll be like, do, do you want, I remember one guy, I was sitting with him, and and it was late at night, and he was just running the table. It was crazy how he was doing blackjack. I mean, he'd be all in one second, next hand, nothing, you know, it was just crazy. I don't even know what system he was on. Yeah. But, uh the, the pit boss came over and was trying to get him off the table. Hey, would you like to free dinner at like a hotel? You know, we, we know you're running hot. We'd love to have you come back tomorrow and play some more. And He was just trying to do everything. And you know what the guy said to him? It was fucking balls out. He goes, you know that motorcycle that's in the lobby you're giving away? He goes, yeah. He goes, give me the motorcycle and I'll quit playing the table. <laughs> fucking balls, dude. Uh. It's the pit boss. And I'm just sitting there playing blackjack going I'm, I'm i don't know what the fuck is going on and the guy's like oh yeah you know we can't do that but can't do that he goes okay well leave me alone. i'm gonna keep playing here i'm gonna keep mm-hmm. gonna fucking running your dealer here man and he did and he just kept hammering him and the pit boss kept coming over he goes give me the motorcycle and i'll get off the table and uh, it was just the most extraordinary
0: thing ever wow.
1: in life but
0: uh, i well, i i had a it, it was slightly different but um i i was when I was playing a lot, but before I started getting banned, I had become a VIP at a lot of these sports mm-hmm. books. And so they, you know, they want to give you all, all the perks and all the benefits and oh, can we take you to a suite at this NBA game or, or whatever. And so at one point I had got gotten one scheduled. So it was me and three friends mm-hmm. and they were taking us to a, to a suite And it was, it was a nice, I've, I've been to a lot of suites. This one was unlike any I've been to. It was, it was only the four of us. And they were like these, these giant comfy chairs that you sit in. It was like, it was unbelievable. So we had this thing on the books and like four days before they realized that I was winning too much. So they stripped my premium status Wow. And I texted my rep and I was like, Hey man, I just, you know, I just lost my, my, my VIP status here. And of course they're not giving me any answers as to why yeah. it's like, are we still good for the game Tuesday? And, and he's like, Oh yeah, we're good. So, so we showed up at the game and by this time they were limiting me to like $20 a bet or something. What? And, what? and I was like, dude, I was like, I cannot lose my money back to you. If I'm going to have these restrictions and he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you've been doing good, but no problem. I'll get it taken care of. I'll get everything raised. And so I, I kept, we went to the game. We had a great time. I kept winning. I kept betting. I emailed him back a week later. I was like, dude, I'm still limited to $20 a bet. Like, what are you doing? And I have never heard back from him. Never really? talked to him. They since. just ghosted you, they ju- Yeah. They, they're wow. just like, all right, this guy's won too much. So that's great. Uh, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> I it was
1: you know is people who can play well but I think I think uh, what is it uh Atlantic City has it so that if you're winning they can't kick you out I think if if I Oh I'm not sure. Yeah, I believe they have a they have the opposite rule of Vegas where if you're winning they still have to keep taking your bets. So, but you know, I mean there's always the point where you're going to make a mistake I suppose. Uh so what advice do you give to new sports bettors?
0: Uh don't <laughs> keep your day John uh yeah i i so, some people or one of the questions i get a lot is how do you how do you become a professional sports better or make mm-hmm. a living from it and i i would say i think it's possible for a short period of time but at some point you run out of books like if you're really that good and you're winning that much money at some point you run out of books yeah. and they because they just they all cut you off and so and you can only you know you can only play that for so long so i don't think it's a good you know it can be fun for a while or for a couple of years but i don't know that that's a a huge um income generator long term and you can have you know you can just have a freaking bad streak where you, you, you everything's right you've got the analytics behind you and you just have a bad run and you wipe out half your bankroll or 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 more on a bad two or three week run and that can really really set you back um but i what i would say is i would just it's the the best possible way to start would be to start at incredibly low amounts, mm-hmm. like, cause they'll even let you bet less than a dollar. So you can put in $10 and you could play for a year betting $0. two cents here and $0. four cents there. Cause the thing is, is everything's scalable. Mm-hmm. And so it, or maybe put in a hundred dollars and it, you know, if I'm betting 50 cents here and 20 cents there and 10 cents there, and I do it for a whole year, I'm still emotionally invested and I'm still in the process. Mm-hmm. But if I lose, I, I'm out a hundred bucks, big deal. Yeah, But if I win, I've create you know, and I've created a system, or I'm using a system that's winning. Well, like that's still going to be around the next year, and then I could start to up it from a hundred bucks to maybe I put in a thousand bucks and see how mm-hmm. see how that goes. So I would say start off with incredibly low amounts, and um, it. I, I would just the, the other big thing I've seen too is just just pacing and like making sure that it doesn't affect your normal life because it it's super fun. But it also can be addicting watching freaking North Dakota State at Bemidji State, at, you know, by 32 and a half. Like nobody cares about that game other than the pe- the, the you know the people that have money on it. And it's a, it, it's a huge time suck away from like your life and your family and your job and whatever else. And so being able to bound, bound it and just say, I'm, I'm only going to bet this number of games per day or I'm only going to bet a couple days a week or whatever to create or I, or I'm just gonna bet and not watch the games because it, it can it could definitely be addicting. Um, but beyond that, I, it's, you know, I would say get a system too. It's like a, a emotion can be your friend, but over the long time, over the long term, emotion is probably more your enemy in the sense that we, we talked about just bias and, and not remembering all the facts one way or the other. Um, so trying to find a system or a good handicapper that can can kind of show the ropes on on one way or the other um i I would say it's another great way to start out
1: there you go and if, if you my advice would be too if you have an addictive personality don't gamble like, get, get, see a fucking therapist. Yeah. Like, I, yep. I lived in Vegas for 20 plus years, man. I've yep. seen what degenerate gambling addicts do. Um, in fact, when I first moved there, I remember passing it. You know, I came from Utah where you could pass checks. This is back in the 90s. And, uh, and, and it was like, no, you know, you buy gas, write a check. Um, and, uh, and I moved to Vegas and I, I got hired to be the CEO of this mortgage company that we we're going to build by these investors. And so we signed the deal and they gave me a check to start it off. And so I went down to the bank and, uh, I hadn't opened an account there or anything yet. Cause I just moved to Vegas for it. And, uh, and I was trying to cash their check at the thing. And it really wasn't that big. It was just a starting stipend. Like, here's some, here's some money to get settled. And, uh, uh, they they ran me through hell to cash that check and i was like what is going on it's a fucking check like you, this is your bank you know if they have the money yeah. in the bank cuz it's right here what the fuck and they go well you know you don't have an account with us and you know they had to call the guys and it was kind of embarrassing i was like what the fuck and they go well you don't are you are you from here and i go no, no i'm from utah and they go they go oh she says she says what we have here in the state is a lot of degenerate gamblers and they'll steal checks and and do everything yep. and she goes the one thing about gamblers is addicted gamblers is they don't die of the addiction. They're doing like if you do meth cocaine heroin you know alcohol yeah will eventually kill you yeah but addictive gamblers live forever <laughs> <So> <laughs> she's, she's that's like, true Fuck. that's good yeah. no man you know i've had so many of my my buddies uh you know they date some chick and she's like an addicted game, she wants to go to the casino every weekend oh and then she she'll blow her whole paycheck and she'll be like well do you have any uh-huh. money and he's like honey we gotta pay like the rent and everything and yeah then, She's like, just give me a few dollars. I've had them steal their steal their bank accounts, uh, checkbooks.
0: Oh, buddy, yeah. So if you're addictive, uh,
1: you might want to stay away from
0: it. That's, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> what are the best sports to bet on? I was going to joke that my Raiders probably might not be the best sport to bet on, <laughs> unless you want to. I don't know, bet them short or whatever it's called when you're <laughs> yeah yeah. That's a guarantee.
0: Yeah. Well. Um, one of the most interesting sports that I have, I have been asked to create an algorithm for was, uh, cockfighting in Philadelphia. And apparently so I had, uh, I had somebody reach out on the support email and they said, Hey, I've, (laughs) do you have an algorithm that can predict cockfighting? I have a live stream. (laughs) so. I I have
1: an OnlyFans that does that, but it's completely (laughs) different, and you may not want to run an AI thing on it.
0: Right, yeah. Have not perfected the cockfighting algorithm. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, as as far as sports, so one of the interesting things is um, we've – Tied into this, this con- we, we call it score fidelity. I'm sure there's there is other um, terms for the same concept, but it's basically the scoring mechanisms of the game. Mm-hmm. And so if you look at um, hockey, for instance, hockey might have five goals scored in a game or six goals scored in a game. And if you have somebody that that scores a goal at the last minute and kicks it from five to six, then there was like a 20% chance of that scoring play change in the outcome of the game. Oh, wow. Basketball like n b a might have an over underline of two hundred and thirty five and so mm-hmm. if somebody goes in and knocks in a three pointer at the very end, then you take three divided by two hundred thirty five and it's like a one point two percent chance of a single scoring play changing the outcome of a game oh, wow. so basketball one point two percent chance, hockey twenty percent chance, and hockey's fluky anyways with you know with puck bounces and hitting the pipe and deflections in front and whatever else so so hockey is like 15 times more volatile than basketball just based on the scoring mechanism of the sport itself Mm -hmm. and so what we found out is is uh, basketball in particular seems to be the most repeatable Mm -hmm. because there's so many points where things just get averaged out uh, amongst and it's the the fidelity of the scoring mechanism is so much smaller than than hockey where it's just like a bouncy puck and it's it's you know changed the outcome and and soccer which we don't do yet although we've got a lot of of asks for it is even worse than hockey because you can have a you know a two nil game or a, a nil nil game or whatever and i i I, but the market's huge. I mean, the global markets. Like, you know, you Google AI sports picks or or whatever, and we're number one on Google. That's that's not just in the U.S. Yeah, that's all over. And so yeah. it's like, you know, there's a huge foot, football uh, soccer following that's also looking for AI sports picks, yeah. and um, the you know, we, we we don't have that yet. So anyway, it might be coming, but I but it's <laughs> it's scary because it's so hard because the scoring is is just there's not a lot of goals scored.
1: But it's probably you know. You just throw enough data in it, maybe you get consistencies. Or?
0: Uh, yeah, I th- I think so. I mean, it, that's the other challenge we have too. Is it's just like, you know, we'll, we're we're very much looking for long-term, long term, mi- long long minded clients with our product. So we're we're averaging things over months and years as opposed to like a day. And mm-hmm. so we'll it drives me nuts, but we'll have people go and they'll sign up for the free trial and they'll have a bad day and they'll just like go write a bad review or something. And it's like, dude, okay, first off, you don't know anything about sports betting. And second mm-hmm. off, like you got to at least try it for a month or for two months or for three months, because this is very much like, it's a streaky thing and like you'll have good streaks and you'll have bad streaks. And over the long term, it's, it'll, it'll average out to, you know, what we've seen so far, it's like 55%. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I would imagine the same is true for hockey is it's just like you can have a bad run here and a bad run there and and if we got the algorithm tuned up for that over the long term, it would be okay. Mm-hmm. But um it's streaky, man, and, and it's emotional yeah. too, right? You win you you win a day and then you lose four days in a row and all these people are upset and disgruntled and whatever. And it's like, dude, we're we're looking for like monthly and yearly clients who are willing to ride this thing through. Because it, you know, at the end of the day, like streaks happen and and fluky things happen and mm-hmm. stinking penalties and and bad refs and whatever else, and you get a run of those, and mm-hmm. and it, uh, it it hurts hurts for that day.
1: Yeah, the, I mean, imagine it'd be cool if somebody could do this with the stock market because that's really just legalized gambling when it comes
0: down. to it. it exactly, yeah. it, it's very similar.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, now, I'm looking at your website, and you guys have uh, posted a transparent live scorecard. Um, I'm seeing net units after Vigorish, and it's a monthly breakdown. It's, it shows a monthly plus or minus. It looks like you guys have been had uh, three down months, but the rest have been up, and you're yep. up uh, 187.5 for the year to date. Tell us what that means.
0: Yeah, So so... We we calculate units based on a formula that's called the Kelly criterion, which mm-hmm. has been around forever. It's a mathematical formula that calculates um, probability of win and payout odds into optimum percentage of bankroll. Mm-hmm. And so t- traditionally, it's one percent. It's one unit equals one percent of bankroll. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously say in all of our content, this is not a recommendation as to whether or how anyone should wager. This is just what the mathematical formula says the optimal bet could be based on this win probability mm-hmm. for a lot of people that's too aggressive. Um, like you can see one of the months, um, like April, we were down 64 units. So if I had a thousand dollar bankroll, I would have lost $640 following Remy's picks that month, which, which a lot of people, if I was doing one, 1% of bankroll equals one unit, wow. which for a lot of people, that's, too aggressive so so what we'll often see is like they'll do a half a percent equals one unit or a quarter percent equals one unit and it it like tames out the volatility a little bit but long long story short over th- throughout the year so and actually this is this scorecard is only through november so through december to date we're now um up 213 units after vigorish. so what that is is it 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 calculates a flat minus one ten juice mm. on spread picks and over under picks on every single pick that goes out the door, and um, if someone was playing the one percent equals one unit um, equation, what it would mean is a thousand dollars. I w- if I started with a thousand dollar bankroll, I would have had um, I would have profited 2100 1, dollars throughout the year. So I would have more than, more than doubled, or you can think of it as a percentage too. So it would have been two plus 213% over the course of the year. It's what the, what the units are. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's been a fantastic year that the, one of the things we're trying to work on is the volatility. Like March was up 142 units and April was down 64. And so I would have rather seen March up 80 units and April down like five units as opposed to those big swings Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to, to figure out why, I mean, we, you know, April was the first time that Remy had seen the pitch clock. And Mm -hmm. so with, with MLB, the pitch clock introduced all of these variables into baseball that Remy had never seen before. And, and, you know, things with stealing bases and all kinds of just different odd things that threw it off for about a month and then it came back. Um, So, but anyway, yeah, that that's what a unit is. And, and it's, you know, obviously, I can't guarantee how the algorithm is going to do in the future, um, but I, I can say that it, you know, in 2023, it had a really good year. Oh wow. there
1: you go. Uh, well, that's that's awesome, man. Uh, it's, it sounds like a it sounds like a really good deal on, on how the whole thing's playing out for you, man. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, so, I mean, are any of these companies? I mean, it, is Vegas just going to have to? I don't know. They're gonna to have to figure out how to counter this stuff. I mean, is it possible? It seems I,
0: impossible that it would. I think the only way to to counter it is to start is to blacklist individual betters or to limit how much an individual better can can yeah. wager. Because yeah. it, it's you know like I'm not the only one doing AI sports picks. There's there's more coming. Everyone's got their own flavor on it. We were we were kind of the first. We I mean we were starting. We were working on this back in in 2020. And so, you know, it's long before chat GPT or any kind of like the, the buzzy AI stuff was out. And so we actually Mm -hmm. got a jump on um, search results and rankings and some of that. But yeah, at some point it's just like, it's legal. You know, we've, we've spent a fortune on our attorneys trying to go through everything that we're doing and everything we're offering subscribers to make sure that we're above board and we're transparent. And there's, like, there's nothing that the casinos can do that I'm aware of other than either buy us off, which we haven't got an offer yet, or try to limit uh, individual bettors and just say, you, you know, you've won too much from us. You can only bet $10 per game, which is exactly what they freaking did to me. That
1: is crazy, man. That is, that is freaking crazy, man. It drives me nuts. <laughs> well, I mean... The best way to win, it sounds like, is to create your own AI company that uh, can advise other people on how to win and <laughs> charge for the money. So I think, I think you made the right bet there, finally. So there you go. Uh, so thank you very much for coming to the show. Give us your final pitch out to people for board with you, try you out, how they can uh, learn more about you guys.
0: Yeah, so one of the things that, that you'll notice in the sports handicapping industry in general is that most of the time, they uh, the sports handicappers are asking for a huge amount of money up front. Trust, trust, trust us on our picks, trust us on our whatever. Um, and, and that's why most of them are f- scams and grifters. So what we've done is we, we offer a 30 day free trial. You can sign up um, and just check out Remy's data for a month. Um, Remy will release between three and 10 picks or liens per day And they get emailed direct to your inbox. And then you can choose if you want to use that data in your own betting strategies or not. Um, And then from there, if you want to continue after the 30 days, then it's $2.99 a month for access to Remy. Uh, I wish we could bring the price down a little bit. But AI is incredibly expensive to uh, develop and maintain and keep fed with data and all of that stuff. So, unfortunately, that's where our price point is right now. But, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of check it out for 30 days and see if you like it and if 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 remy's helpful then um come on board with us after that and the, the website is leans l-e-a-n-s dot a-i um, or if you type in ai sports picks ai sports betting we're going to be one of the top ones that shows up
1: that is crazy man that is awesome though Bring the power back to the man. That's
0: it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> back from the man, yeah. Yeah,
1: bring it back to the average man, the everyday man. There you go. Yeah, You could have used this back in the day when, you know, there was mobsters running the stuff. Of course, they probably would have <laughs> just found, yeah,
0: found you and killed you. Yeah. <laughs> thank God we made that illegal.
1: Uh, well, thank you very much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Steve, it's been fun to have you on the show.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. I r- really do appreciate it as well.
1: There you go. Uh, thanks for and and, and Hey, you know, you know what would be cool? An AI thing is if you can make it so an AI predictor that could tell people if their marriage is going to work or end in divorce.
0: Oh, that, that would be worth don't tempt way. me. Don't tempt <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
1: Thanks for tuning in to my audience. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Voss, YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Foss, all those crazy places we are on the internet. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. We'll see you guys next time time